Hey, so I know it's summertime and we're all on the go. And the last thing you want to do is be sitting here with a dingy backpack. That's right. You sitting here, you going to the gym, you traveling, hopping on the plane. Or maybe you just decided to go spend the night over his house and don't want to have to come back home to grab your shit. Well, I have the remedy just for you, sis. Our good old friends that was with Muslim Backpacks are offering listeners of this podcast 10% off of their first purchase. Head over to muzmmbackpacks.com, redeem our offer code WRYH10 to receive 10% off of your first purchase. Once again, that is muzmmbackpacks.com. Let them know Lonnie and Aaliyah sent you. Let's get into the show. such a good tune a good earworm that we yes. had in the early 2000s before everything turned into to pop and pussy mm. and how good your pussy is no i got to throw it in the octagon for daddy listen nothing wrong with throwing it in the octagon for daddy okay He's shaking it for daddy. He's shaking it for me. He's shaking it for daddy. He's shaking it for me. He dropping off the ass and he dropping to the feet. He's shaking off the ass of the cashing a link. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> I don't know the way these mini cupcakes is hitting me and Ed gonna have baby tonight. Uh, shout out to my friend Brian. He actually gave Thank me these. You, Brian. And they are hitting right now. Hitting. <laughs> Mind me, my sinuses are fucking up this week, so y'all will be all right. Mm-hmm. You was taking a little too much in your throat. Welcome to this week's installment of WRYH Podcast, which I like to call Millennial Night Court, but also better known as y'all mamas, you know y'all mama raised y'all a whole lot better, but that's another conversation for another time. I am your host, Lonnie. And your co-host, Aaliyah. And welcome back to the regularly scheduled program. It's back, bitches! <laughs> better late than never. We're a day behind schedule, but that's okay. It's okay. We're going to get through this as a family. We're going to get through this together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, get through it, beloved. Get through. So, I would, um, how was your weekend, bud? It was good. We went to Virginia to, you know, spend time with my family for my sister's birthday. Mm-hmm. And got to meet, you know, my brothers-in-laws, my sisters, and, you know, he played 2K with my nephews. and Bonding shit. Yes, bonding shit. Lots and lots of bonding shit. And... Shout out to him for being the person, the perfect travel buddy. He stayed up the entire time he drove down. He drove back. I stayed up the entire time he drove back up. Perfect travel buddy. That's my baby. I had a eventful weekend, but not in a bad way. Um, I had a cookout where my friend Brian gave me these Hennessy cupcakes, and and I wasn't invited to shit. You ain't got no goddamn manners. 
You don't invite me to nothing. Hold up. How am I in trouble for not inviting you when you were in Virginia to begin with? Bitch, you could have saved me a plate. Issa, I'm not going to do this with you. Speaking of Issa, let's get into this. It's time to scroll on. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to start with um, acknowledging. There's a lot of acknowledgments this week, but I want to start by acknowledging Issa Rae for her second sketch comedy coming out on HBO. Oh, the, oh, the black lady, the, the black, black lady, lady sketch comedy. Uh, yes. Now I can't wait. I am amped to see this shit. To be honest, because I. I loved it already because I saw Quinta B. Yes, I love I was her. Like, uh, I, and like, I stand for her since her BuzzFeed days. Like, I stand for her. He got fucking money. Mm. He got fucking he got money. Give it, put it all in there for him. We're going to go meet Cody. <laughs> but um, I stand for her then. I still love her now. We made it to the top. We made it, and then when she fell, I cried. Yeah, <laughs> but is, it's gonna be a good show. Then, um, what sold the deal for me was when I saw Angela Bassett when they had the basic bitch. Um, I think the bad, either the bad bitch. Um, it was bad bitch something, and she said, "There's nothing. Um, there's nothing wrong." I think she said something along the lines, "There's nothing wrong with being a bit." There's something. There's something wrong with being a bad bitch or something along those lines. And they were like, oh. and she was like, as long as you're not a basic bitch. And they were all like, ah. Mm-hmm. So, congratulations to Issa. I, I'm mainly acknowledging Issa. I'm sorry. I can't wait to get my eyes on it. Yes. Uh, shout out to shout out to the, U, um, the U.S. women's soccer team. Yes. Yes. For bringing home the gold. Pay them bitches what they owe. Oh my God! When they actually showed the breakdown of how much less they get from they the men, like what, fifty k, sixty k, and then the, the men six, no, not even sixty k, no, 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 not even sixty k. I'm so lying. The their total pay came to like sixty sixty million. The men's yeah. came to over four hundred and fifty million, and them niggas lost. And they won, and they're like, that's what they were saying: equal pay, equal pay. The one they were cheering exactly. in front of, they kept saying equal pay. So congratulations! And shout out to Meg to Megan Rapinoe for uh, quoting uh, Nipsey. The, the Meg the Stallion, honey. Ooh. It's a hot y'all. Listen, y'all heard last week. It's still a hot boy, a hot girl summer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a rant before we get into the time. Before we go into this, you ready for this rant? Mm-hmm. Now, I jump in on it. I don't know. Just, just oh, you gonna jump in on it? I already know. I am D. Fucking disgusted. Mm-hmm. Come on, Pastor. Take your time. First of all, you basic bitches. Somebody decides y'all do anything for reaction on social media. So this basic bitch goes into a supermarket. Ooh! Takes mm-hmm. oh my god! Mm-hmm. <clears throat> takes a thing of ice cream. Mm-hmm. Takes the top off and licks it and put it back. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm like I'm a germaphobe and that is disgusting. But have you seen all the other videos that came after it? Oh, the one with the the one with the transgender woman who opened a a, a bottle <coughs> of Listerine, you know, put it in her mouth, swished it, and spit back in it. Even though I think the video was fake because. You not twisting no cap off of no no that's no seal. You have to break. You have to break the seal. Break it. So she probably broke it and fucking bought it. Because the one I don't that, think the one that really grinded my fucking gears was the one with the white guy had took the gallon of Arizona twist the top off. It. I was like, ah, oh, y'all are so nasty. I'm like, oh my god. 
Like, I'm already dealing with anxiety as is. Yes. Y'all trying to make me have anxiety to even fucking go food shopping. Y'all need to stop this shit. Just like that fucking cucumber challenge. Y'all need to cut the shit out. Y'all are just starting to gross me out just so y'all can get clicks, likes, and then unwanted attention in your fucking inbox. Girl, read a... fucking food shit is nasty as hell. Read a book... Find you a man. Find you a business to get into. Perfect thing. Who raised y'all hoes? Literally, that is disgusting. Like, imagine someone... Imagine you sitting here sending your food back to the kitchen as you out to eat because you didn't like something and they spitting your food and now you eat and spit. Mm-mm. Anywho, Mm-mm. Y'all, y'all need to grow the fuck up. That's nasty and get I will Get the fuck be, together. Get all the way the fuck together. Now it's time to get into the regular mess. I'm going to skip. No, uh-uh. I'm going to start here. <coughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Tremaine Nevison Ooh, is tired of y'all. He y'all to mind y'all goddamn motherfucking business, Tremaine bitch. is sick of y'all hoes. He's had enough. If you don't know who Tremaine Nevison is, that is Trey Songs. Tremaine has had enough of y'all and questioning the identity of his son's mother. It's sitting here harassing him, making all kind of lewd comments. The funny part to me is, call me crazy, but he kind of sounds like um Cardi, with um what people say to her mm-hmm. with certain things. Mm-hmm. It's like it's kind of is now coming out with him too. It's like, all right, I get it. You ain't got nothing positive to say about my son. If you ain't got nothing positive to say about my son, then I don't know what to tell you. Um. So, uh, keep on. Yeah, like, and especially with the comment that it was like, oh, who is his mother? Me and her gonna have to talk. What you so worried about her for? She ain't any business, bitch. Exactly. Like, why are you worried about something that's going on with somebody else's pussy? I don't understand. It ain't paying your bills. It ain't doing shit for you. Tell my oh, we gotta talk. But his clapback was the best. He's like, it ain't nothing for y'all to talk, talk about. about. I would love for y'all to mind your fucking business. Let alone that is my son's mother. We are good. Exactly. <laughs> and y'all can go to hell. Hello. <sighs> so you want to go on to the next musical figure? Do Since we have to? Do about we, it. Do we have to? We gonna do it now. Oh God. Chris beat him down, Brown. I'm not. Decided that he was going to double down on a statement. So. He was talking about in the song, I, I mean, I swear, I think the last Chris Brown song I've listened to was These Holes Ain't Loyal. The thing, the thing that a lot of people don't understand is um, with Maurice, that girl, um, I still have disdain for his mama. And I'm going to tell you why. Because how can you as a woman, in my K. Michelle voice, as a woman... Mm. Defend that lyric. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, I think we talked about it last episode. He said, um... Only fucking with black bitches bitch with, 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 with good with hair. So... The only fucking with the black bitches with good, good hair. hair. Get the so, whole lyric. okay. Yes. It could mean... It's like what Chris was saying on the read. Okay, it could mean you only fuck with black bitches who got, like, good grades of weaves or, like, you know, extensions and hair accessories. But then, you could have kind of left that alone. You really could have. But... Because when people said, okay, so who are you talking about? That hurts my feelings. Like, you know, you you double down on the shit. And then you going in on your own fans, especially dark-skinned women, 
calling them ugly and all oh, the only bitches that's fucking mad about this is the ugly bitches and this and that. But why are you doubling down on it if if you didn't really mean you know intend to offend anybody? Just say okay, I didn't intend to you know intend to offend anybody. My bad. But then. How did this get packed? I know he's got to have some sort of black woman that this passed through. And No. No. Um his mama defended him. Oh, this the hill y'all wanna die on? Yeah, because your son is a fucking asshole. His baby a mama. A lot of us canceled him after Rihanna and the drug stunts and His baby mama defended him too. Of course she did. Well, not he, to he mention she. A check coming in. Well, uh, apparently he hasn't been paying child support, so I don't know what kind of check we're talking about. Well, um, I mean, but the person that kept the person that exposed him was actually Tokyo Vanity for Love and Pocket Land. Yes, and I was like, you better go, Toke. And I was watching it as it was going on, and I was like, and she was like, yeah. So when my girl told me that she went to a party and you was there and they was trying to get in your section. They held her back and was like, no darkies. Oh. But then, you know what? We can't, I can't even really, me personally, I can't even really be mad at that. Because look at his track record. Look who he dates. He doesn't, you've never seen him with anyone that's paint Dark. a bad color or lighter. Let's be, and let's be honest, he was with Rihanna at a point. Then that was as dark as he went with Rihanna. Exactly. And then he dates ambiguously looking women too like they could be black but they probably really not black now would you get offended if now the part that irked me was of course king of assholes little duval oh god what did he do he said is it the same he doesn't want his old tweets questioning like basically if do say something as far along the lines of being offensive with colorism would that apply if a chick says i don't date you because you're too short that's stupid it has nothing to do it with the other. It has nothing to do with colorism. At because, all. And like, even with what Chris Brown said, oh, you don't want to date a dude with the fucked up teeth either. Yes. But the thing is, there's... It's like I told Ed about how niggas are. It's a difference... It's a difference between preference and... What the fuck is that other word? For lack of a better word, discrimination. Well... You can prefer non-black women... Or black women who have a looser curl and, you know, all that other shit. But when you cross the line of, oh, I don't date black bitches because they this and that. Oh, I don't date black bitches because they got nappy ass hair. That's like, come on. First like, of- And then as black women, we don't give a shit who they date. Right. We don't care. But just don't fucking throw me under the bus and allow that white woman or that non-black woman or that other, that lighter skinned black woman to do the same. Now, don't get me twisted. Everyone that knows me knows uh, my one of the weaknesses to my heart is a lighter skinned man. However, look at my look at the men I dated. Majority of my exes are dark skinned. So let's get that shit out the way. Speaking of my husband, but he's a <coughs> a fine mocha colored. Oh Lord, she about to just talk all about her oh, man. It's gonna make me nauseous. That man, I just oh, I'm gonna go home and get pregnant. Uh, anyway. That's all you can talk about now. I'm just gonna go get pregnant. I'm just gonna go get pregnant. Ever since Ed popped the question, Aaliyah has been trying to get pregnant ever since. And, and then, then I'm be calling you. Oh my God, I'm pregnant. 
I don't know what I'm going to do. Should I keep it? Slave crying and shit. I don't know. I don't know. Baby. No. Okay. Would I allow someone to disrespect a person of a darker hue? No. And I think I said this on the show before. One of my cousins is actually dark is dark skin. And we grew up together. And he shared what his mom told him years ago. And she was saying that people are not going to be attracted to you because of your skin tone, but don't mm-hmm. let anyone tell you that you're not handsome, that you're not beautiful, and that you're not worthy. And exactly. he kept that he kept that advice to this day. Mm-hmm. To this day, you cannot tell him he's handsome. To this day, you cannot disrespect him because he's dark skinned. Exactly. You can never get away with it because he's not going to let you. Like, nah, you made you hating. It's all right. You hate it because you know you want to be dark skinned, but you know exactly. I'm a fine motherfucker over here. You know, you know, you exactly. see it. Look, you see it. It's all right. You when see I started it. dating, it was mostly Hispanic men that liked my skin color. I wasn't looked at. You know, as beautiful among black men. Like, Ed is the first black man that was like, yeah, I love dark-skinned women. Like, I like my women dark. And I was like, nigga, you lying. Get the fuck out of here. But then I was like, you know. Yeah, he, he do. He do. You know, I, it, it, it just, sometimes, you. It's. I think it's just better if you keep your preference to yourself. Exactly. I mean, it's nothing wrong with voicing how you feel about certain things, but I think it's just best to be non-problematic to just keep your, your preference to yourself. yourself. I think that's just the best advice I can give. Or this not even you can keep your keep your preference to yourself if you cannot find a way to not bash the people who you don't prefer. There you go. Well, since we are on the topic of colorism, let's take a trip to racism. Here we go. Oh, shit. So last week it was announced that Haley Bailey, if you don't know who that is. She is one half of the singing duo Chloe and Haley. Now, she's also on Grownish, and it was announced that she will be the Ariel in the live action version of The Little Mermaid. And boy, did these white motherfuckers act the fuck up. Now, wait, I'm gonna tell you. They they started a Facebook group. Christians against the Black Little Mermaid and some shit like that. Yes. So, of course, niggas being niggas, we infiltrated. And I say we because, nigga, I was the one included. I had time. That shit was fucking insane. Did they shut the group down? Because I was like, I'm not doing this. Huh? Is the group still up though? I think it is. But I think they kicked all the black people out. But the memes and shit people was making, it's like, yo, why y'all so butthurt? And then the thing is, now, I read the actual Little Mermaid that was actually written. And I heard about this, from, and it was very and I dark. I studied it during my undergrad. It's very dark. Let's be real. Ariel's a mythical creature. Yes. She could be anybody. And if you really want to talk about it, she was literally a fucking zombie. So... If we're really going to argue what the race of of Ariel should be and who, you know, oh, she gave, you know, us girls with red hair, you know, uh, inspiration to to be who we are. Disney gave y'all the inspiration. Yeah, but niggas got red hair too. It took how many decades to actually get a black princess acknowledged by Disney? Shout out to Tiana. 
Okay, girl. How many years did it take us to finally get a black princess? How many years? Shit, did they ever have a Latino a, um a Latina princess? Nope. You gotta take it when you can get it. And I say it all the time. Brandy walked so Haley could swim. Hello. Talk about it. Talk y'all gotta remember. At one point, it was shunned upon for black girls to play a princess. Hello. She was literally the first black girl to play a princess. She played Cinderella. Okay, alongside the iconic Rest in Peace Whitney Houston. Yes. She played the black Cinderella. She was the first to do it. And I remember when that came on. Remember it came on I the think ABC? everybody Nigga, watched it. My mother it. made the OD dinner. Like... Yo, we gonna sit, we gonna eat, we gonna watch this, like, and I'll never forget, like, she made dinner and dessert for that shit. I was like, this is about to be lit. So, just shout out to her. Please pay no mind to the racist that has something to say about you being a black girl playing a mermaid. That's the last time I motherfucking checked. We about quality in this bitch. Hello. So, you could be a mermaid, sis. Hmm. You could be a mermaid, hoe. Okay? Hmm. Um, ugh, child. Um... Speaking of mermaids, let's segue slightly into the next topic. Um, this is going to be a brief one. Um, Kiki Wyatt is Ooh, expecting fertile child myrtle. fertile myrtle girl fertile myrtle <coughs> is expecting her tenth child from her third husband. She got married that quick. Not too long after her and Michael. Did she and the other dude like just break up? She had her and Mike have her and Mike have been broken up for like a year before she got remarried to her best friend. Now, I'm just praying for the best because Lord knows Fertile Myrtle need to take her tubes after this tenth child, mm. burn them shits. Because I'm trying to understand how you can afford to still be an entertainer and afford all these trips and shit and have and ten she, kids at home. She like the old lady that lived in the shoe. You know how she had all them damn kids. Child, bless the mess. Um, bless it, I'm I, just going to say congratulations with a question mark because, girl, just after this Tiger Tubes, no more kids. You got enough nigga, to love on. It seemed like if a nigga look her way, she pregnant. God damn. Like, Ten kids? Not to mention, let's get into the fact all her brothers are gay. Yes, all of her brothers are gay. Oh, shit. Every single one of them are gay. Oh, shit. Uh, girl. Next. Okay. Uh, congrats to her and uh. Yeah, girl. I guess she got more zeros on her bank account than I do. So. I mean, well, you know, this past weekend was the Essence Festival. I saw. I saw. And you know, it's expensive as fuck, so us broke people couldn't afford to go. Um, but there was one video in particular that stuck out to me, and I actually posted it on my Instagram. Hmm. Um, it was a video of the Lala Anthony. Um, quoting the city girls. And saying, um, you know, this is for all my bitches that don't give a fuck about a nigga. Big fucking bag, whole five, six. Because I, you know, I don't look. Wait, wait, wait. Get into the iconic, the iconic um, thing she said afterwards. (laughs) You know, I don't. And I. But I heard that she filed for separation. She is. She is seeking legal representation to file legal separation from him. That's crazy. Now, also on a high note for her. She's also um, she also won sixty eight thousand dollars by New Orleans. I need her luck. Maybe she can become the casino with me. Cause shit, I take twenty dollars for the casino, nigga. I lose that twenty dollars. That's it. 
we done. We, mm-hmm. we just one broke the rest of the damn trip. Um, I'm gonna skip up one. We're gonna go to we're gonna have a rap, the rapper corner real quick. Um, ASAP Rocky was arrested in Sweden on assault charges. Now, be a nigga to a fucking pulp. Now I heard, but I heard he was being followed. And the well, from what I read, he was being followed, and the guys had accused him and whoever he was with of breaking their headphones. So I get, and I guess some words were exchanged or whatever, mm-hmm. and that's how the fight ensued. But I guess maybe me, I'm in a foreign country. Sure, if I, you know what. Somebody accused me of breaking their fucking headphones. Okay, I'm a denier, whatever, whatever. But to kind of settle it, yo, here's $50, $100. Go get yourself some new headphones. Right. Keep it moving. You right. entertainer. I'm pretty sure you can swing it. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't be anything. You probably carried that in your pocket that very day. And the thing is, you in a foreign-ass country, they don't do shit like we do here. Mm-hmm. So now he's in... <clears throat> solitary sleeping on a fucking yoga mat in a feces a feces filled cell and they won't let the US Embassy get to him and they're like yeah cause we still investigating the shit they deny his request to be you know to be released so it's like okay well guess you sit until they figure it out and they're all starting a petition to get him out or get him representation while in Sweden. As if, of course, the leader of the ignorant nigga brigade is going to intervene and say something that nobody oh, asked. Oh, we're going to boycott Sweden. And then everybody tweet, oh, we're going to boycott Sweden, boycott Sweden, boycott Sweden. Okay, but... None of y'all niggas been in Sweden! And then the thing is, okay, this could have really been solved. Yo, here's some bread. We gonna Fuck call it. us even. Fuck it. Call let's call us even. Go get yourself some new headphones. Bye. Bye. Here's a G. Go get you some headphones. Bye. Bye. That could have all been avoided, but of course, you know, niggas is gonna sit here and take up fam and they gonna boycott Sweden and nothing's gonna become of it just like this fucking Gucci um boycott child. Oh, God. Uh, uh, and that hey. was one of the easiest boycotts niggas could take part in. Half of us can't afford Gucci. It's like, this is one I'm going to take part in. I'm a coach girl, so it's fine. So, um, Onika Mirage went on another um, rampage, another Coke and Douche rampage, um, where she mentioned, I guess she's like, piece by piece, coming up with um, things that she wants to air out and talk about. Um, and the one thing that she wanted to talk about was her paying homage to the rappers before her. Um, emphasis on Little Kim. And mind you, she rele- she celebrated the 10-year release of her very first mixtape, which is Playtime is Over. Now, it's been 10 years since her first mixtape. And she brought up all her early interviews where she referenced Little Kim. Now, I know the behind-the-scenes story of shit, and I can't say it. But I let's just say no. This. Let's throw an allegedly on it. Spill the tea. Allegedly, there's money involved as to why they don't fuck with each other at all, and there was also a case of theft of a song. I'm just gonna say that and leave it alone. Oh. Um, the alleged tea has been spilt. Allegedly, with my T. Ma- T. S. Madison voice. Allegedly. allegedly, 
So, at the big titty so I can titty twerk like you know, you know, Maddie, you gotta teach me how to titty twerk because that's hard. I could if I take my bra off. <laughs> Girl, I can't even try if I wanted to. I'm part of itty bitty titty convention. <coughs> Girl, please. I don't know. So, um, basically, she's saying that um, she has a lot to unbolt on the next episode of Queen Radio. And, of course, release this whack-ass Megatron challenge to people to freestyle over the beat. And that she's offering, I think, the first prize money gets $10,000. So, it's like, okay, girl, I see you trying to make this thing outlive its actual hype, but okay. Anywho. Oh, did you hear that she was fighting on on Instagram with her nigga? And her fans is like, oh, break up with him. Kid Fury voice. A girl, just break up with him. I don't know why you're wasting your time. Just go on ahead and get it over with. Break up with him. She want a baby. Oh, you know who we fight? Speaking of Nikki. Mm. Did you see what was going on with uh, Safari and um, Erica Mena? Well, I spoke about it, girl. We can talk about it. We can talk about it. Oh, Chad, a mess. Mm. But all he did was buy her G-Wagon and that was it. And she forgave him. Just like I said in the shade room. And shout out to them because they actually deleted my comment in one of the videos before. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm calling Delete it out. Delete your comment. So, they deleted it, not me. So, um, long story short, they were sitting there and um, I said, basically, no. He, they was like, oh, I guess they, um, he bought his, he found his way back to her heart. I said, no, he bought his way back to her heart. Because I don't see nothing but expensive ass gifts. Anywho, mm. celebrities are still reacting to Little Nas X's coming out. Um, first of all, I don't get why the fuck y'all care. Okay, he um, came out. So what? Niggas come out every day, B. Niggas be gay, B. Niggas be gay all day, yo. Niggas like, be gay. Niggas That's be it. gay, yo. In the words of is in the words of Quinta B. People be gay. People be gay. It, it, it's a thing. It's a thing. You know, it's a way of life. You know, niggas be gay. Just like bitches be straight, niggas be gay, you know? Niggas, niggas come out every day, B. Like, why is it so So, so I guess they all went on his Twitter. He's like, the next... The, he was like, the next thing to say something bad about this going to get kissed. kissed. <laughs> I, I promise you, this little boy is growing on me because his sense of humor is just on point. And I love what he actually said when he was in um, London, where he said he just wanted to come out. They, like... He wanted to come out. I wait. I like how he calculated him coming out, and he said he basically wanted to come out to encourage other people, yeah, other artists that it's yeah. okay to live in your truth. That and he was like, you know, it was either I came out or I was going to take it to my grave, and I was like, you know, I wonder if that's what a lot of closeted black men think. Either I'm going to come out, or because I don't want to come out because I'm scared of what. The reaction's gonna be, I'm gonna take it to my grave. But you taking that to your grave makes you so angry. So angry that you didn't get to live your life. Hello. I know it. Okay. Um, ooh, child, speaking of the comment that the shade room deleted, it was actually on this following video. Um, April Jones <gasps> is under fire. Baby. If you don't know who April Jones is, April Jones is Omarion's baby mother. When I and ex girlfriend, and um, also his former castmate alongside a love of hip hop Hollywood. Let's not get to the fact that when she's I, actually coming back to the show. When I said that I had a hearty holler at that fucking video, nigga, I hollered. She was like, she was in the video, bright, she looked like she was drunk or high. She was like, Kevin Durant wants this, this pussy. pussy. 
the game. Wants this pussy. Little fit, little fizz wants this pussy. They all love this big fat swat. I was like, um, girl. Um, okay. Did wasn't Omarion's mama the first to say that she didn't like her? I don't know. I didn't watch. I think his mama was the first to say she didn't like her, and then we didn't know why until now. Because first of all, you still look messy as hell for the fucking little fizz. I'm just gonna say it. Thought this shit was funny as hell. Because I'm like, you're just showing your real colors that that now that that's come out. Like, you're really showing your real colors at this point. That and the fact that, okay. Because people was like, oh, that's fucked up. How's she going to date his friend? Da, da, da. I was like, them niggas don't like each other. They don't like each other. They, they, came, they came together for a fucking check. These niggas probably do not hang with each other outside of when they film it or they got to be somewhere. And I was like, and they grown as fuck. Amaria will be okay. Trust me. Because that nigga was fucking pop locking and dropping it in Jamaica, Jamaica as is all so, unfolding. Child, we gonna keep a we gonna keep a whole watch. We're gonna keep a whole watch on that girl. Hell up. Um so Ryan Destiny was a part of Star, but it came out that she will be joining Grownish for season three. Congratulations, Ryan. I have no idea who she is, but you know what? Makes the, dark skin gr- the dark skin girl from Star. She's dark skin just like me, so you know what? Go get your coin. It's one that we want to talk about before we jump off of the, on the scroll, the scroll on um, this, the nightly scroll, um, the toilet bowl scroll. The I'm on the train, a bus, or on my way to work, and stuck in traffic, so I'm gonna scroll. Um, Can I add just one thing? Go on. This is somebody I read about today, and like I'm kind of. Oh, I know where this is going. Cause feel, I'm, I'm feeling the motions of it. Go on. I know where this is I going. I want to say rest in peace to Elijah Elamin. If you who, don't, who was, is Elijah Elamin? He was a 17 year old boy in Arizona who got stabbed and got his throat slit because a white man felt unsafe because he was playing rap music. Now, what was what was the main thing that they knew about this white man? Well, what do you think they know about this white man? Oh, you didn't know. One, he had just got out of prison. Two, they knew he had issues with mental health. Oh. And they did nothing about it. Because I know I've read that he said that he feels threatened by people who listen to rap music because he was attacked by people who listen to rap music, which are namely Latinos, Blacks, and Native Americans. So, here we go again. Yes. Hiding behind mental health as a reason to kill people of color, mainly black men and women. Black and brown. And this means that, to me, this hurts as much as when Junior Guzman was killed. (sighs) And it's been a year. And it's been a year. And that every time I think about it, every time I think about that video, every, like... The part that triggers me about it, it was when he was hanging out of that, that bodega door and they dragged him in and you couldn't see him anymore. I fucking couldn't take it. I stopped. It reminds me of that. And it always makes me think, what was the last thing that went through this little boy's mind before he died? This, this boy probably didn't know that he was about to die. He probably didn't. And he, and he slit his throat. Like, that's how you can tell this was a brazen attack. This wasn't about 
feeling unsafe because if you feel unsafe in a situation you leave mm-hmm. the location mm-hmm. you don't fucking full-on attack somebody because he was not attacking you and watch he's gonna get the lightest of sentences mm-hmm. and you know what it's gonna be like well fuck it y'all got justice he's in jail so whatever so I definitely want to def- I definitely want to say, you know, rest in peace to him because that shit was senseless as fuck. You know, you sitting there listening to your favorite song on the radio or on your on your on, uh, on your iPhone one day, and then next thing you know, you dead. He probably didn't know what the fuck he died for. It's the saddest thing. It's like it, the sad part for me as a black man, you become numb to this. It's sad that I say this, but it's the truth. You become numb. <coughs> well, people, I don't think I have anything else to add to that. Oh, huh, we got one more topic. We got we got a couple more topics. No, we don't. We okay. worked our way through all of it. Oh, shit. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Before we get off of this nightly scroll, honey, Diddy wants to know something. No. Do y'all want to see making the band come back to MTV? No. Why? Making the band was an era. Mm. It was great for the time that it was out. Mm-hmm. But now, no. Keep in mind, everyone that made both bands actually had some type of local ability. Exactly. And it was not enhanced in a studio. But see, the thing is, bands won't survive in this type of environment. They survived when we were younger, like Backstreet Boys and Sync. Who was it? Old Town was the first making a band. That was my favorite. Then you had, of course, you you had had the band. You had dolls. You had the band. You had... Who else? Who else was a fucking band? Um, Danity Kane was the Danity second one. Danity Kane, even though they were short-lived. No, they're still, they're still around. It's just they're three of them now. Oh, God. Did you see but that then, one with a terrible contour? Yeah. And, and then, of course, you still have Day 26, who's still around, too. But then, they didn't even get as much <coughs> recognition as they should have. <clears throat> so, it's like... The, the whole the band whole, hold era up, has fizzled out. Let me stand out for a moment. The Day 26 self-titled debut album is a fucking R&B classic. Yes. I want anybody that's listening to me right the fuck now to tell me, oh, that is not a classic. I'll punch you dead in your face for disrespecting music An like exclusive? That. I'm playing it at my fucking way. Listen, no, I want you at the play co-star. I ain't listening here, old you. I want you to play co-star. Oh, <laughs> But I promise you, you cannot sit here and say that that first album wasn't... Was Brian that? Michael Cox literally, like, completely put his foot in that album. And they got slept on so bad. And that was... And see, they came out... They were a great group and made great music. But they came out at a time where bands weren't a thing. They weren't. They weren't a thing anymore because our generation grew up. And the generation that was behind us didn't really know what the fuck a boy band or a girl band was. So it's like, you got all these other random niggas that's just fucking mumbling on beats and shit. And that's it. They don't know, like, 
Mary J. Blige. They don't uh, know about Petey Pablo. They don't uh, know about like all the shit that we grew up on. Listen, I still will sit here and give you a nasty Mary nod to Maybe. fucking when Mary goes into that dance to be happy. I think yes. everybody goes into that like, fucking see, that's dance. That's why I need for her to do a concert so she can do all her hits. Nigga, we going. I'm sorry, I'm over here doing the Mary dance. So Aubrey actually responded to Diddy's inquiry, oh and Aubrey was saying basically, unless we're a part of it, meaning Danny Kane or the bands that you put together, then what are you doing? And it's in reality. Normally, I have to disagree with Aubrey, but in this, I kind of agree. I think it's kind of like doing American Idol and not having at least one of the alum a part of it. Think but about Aubrey it. ain't. She ain't. Mm-mm. Uh, listen, no Aubrella. Let me tell you something about Aubrella. Aubrey, she ain't. She, no, no. Listen, baby. the creative genius of Danity Kane is Dawn, hands down. Yes. She came up with the name. She damn near did the logo. Everything, even their songwriting, Dawn. Yes. Dawn and was Danity one. Kane. The other one. What's that child name? Shannon. Not Shannon. Um, the, Andrea. The one that was the lead singer. Not Andrea. Had I'm, the brown, reddish hair. Brown, reddish hair. It had to be Andrea. I think it might. I think it might be Andrea. But then the thing is, okay, so you told me you wouldn't be a part of it. What you gonna be a part of, baby? The group. No, no, no. I'm playing with you. Calm down. No. So with that being said, we're gonna take a quick break, and we will be right back. Yeah, I had to go refill that good old cup, but while we're here, thank you so much for your continued support for the actual podcast. I really do appreciate it. Um, Please continue to like, which means you actually like what you heard. Rate. It helps us get us up with the rankings, especially with Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, which means you download. Don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. Would you like to keep in contact with the actual conversation going on even after the podcast is released? And yes, I do check my social media handles on the regular. For Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, it is WRYH Podcast. Once again, it is WRYH Podcast. I'm also looking to collaborate with other podcasters. Would you like to be on this show? Would you want me on yours? Fine. Email me at WRYH podcast at gmail.com once again it is wryh podcast at gmail.com once again thank you for your continued support and let's get back to the show i'm pretty sure my cup is full by now it's not responding oh here we go we're back okay i'm sorry anchor was playing a little tricks on me honey um so this actually was proposed to me from one of my friends mm-hmm. we've all been through breakups mm-hmm. now um uh, we've all been through like a relatively easy breakup, and we also been through an emotionally hard breakup. So my question that I pose to you, and I'm gonna let Aaliyah answer this question first: How one person acts, at how can one person act like everything is fine while the other person is on an emotional roller coaster? The second part to that question was was the one of the was one of the two really in love. Now, when you say, like, how one can act like, you know, something is fine to the other emotional roller coaster, like, what do you mean? Basically, you know how you can have a hard breakup, like, you really genuinely was in love with somebody. Mm-hmm. 
and y'all broke up and you going through the whole crying thing and you're not really wanting to date. You just really want to be to yourself and emotionally get let all your your emotions run run rapid and run its course and all that good shit. Meanwhile, mean fucking while you got this motherfucker that's running around town and acting like he's just glad to be single, like it didn't mean shit to him. I've been there. Talk about it. So the guy that I was with before Ed, mm-hmm. um, he lived in the city and I lived, you know, over here in Jersey and he'd never come to see me. He never, you know, we never really hung out unless it was something that he needed from me. So basically it was him scamming me in a sense. I didn't realize that until, you know, long after, but I mean, I remember when I was like craving his attention and it got to a point where I was doing things that I typically don't do. Like, oh, checking his social media to see where he was at the night before. Oh, and like texting him and calling him and this and that. And it just seemed to me that I cared more than he did. So going through the emotions of that and after a while, but it it took me a minute. Like, I mean, I lost 20 pounds in a month. That's how bad it was. Yes, my body was rocking, but I lost 20 pounds in a month. I would go to work. I'd function for that eight hours. I'd go home and I'd cry myself to sleep. This was when Solana's album came out. That's why that album, Seat at the Table, holds so much emotional, like, importance to me. Because that song, Borderline, got me through that shit. And I was like, that was when I was like, all right, Leah, you got to figure out what you want to do. Do you want to keep doing this? And I was like, no. And it was, it just so happened that I prayed. And I was like, God, just show me so I can let go. And Mm -hmm. I let it go. But it came to a point where... I had I had a fake Instagram just to you know because he had blocked me on social media, so I had a fake one and I saw the plane ticket to Dominican Republic when I had just gave him four hundred dollars to help him with his rent. I lost it, and I was like, I knew it was then that it was like, it's go time. This is going to be your, your moment to let go. Do not back down. Oh, I lost it. I went off. I did all that shit. And I ended it. But everybody copes differently. Mm-hmm. Me, I give my emotions about a smooth three days. I feel sorry for myself. I get into all... I basically... My, my motto is you gotta go through it to get over it. Feel your feelings. Cry about it. Eat what the fuck you want. Huh? Go to the gym if you want. Huh? And you know what? Once that 72 hours is over, ain't shit else to think about, ain't shit else to talk about, you move on. But some people mourn in the, well not not mourn, but go through those emotions in the reverse. Mm -hmm. They have their fun in the beginning. (sighs) Oh, I'm a party and fuck everything and touch everything and do da da da. But then as that, that shit starts to hit, Oh, that shit hit hard. So, everybody copes differently. Um, As far as the question was, if it was really love. You know, 
we can never say what another person's thinking. Right. We can't think that we know a person so much that we know their thoughts. Right. On anything at any given at any given time. So at that point, yes, you can wonder it, but it it's really a waste of time to wonder. Mm-hmm. Especially if you were dating a person. If yeah, if we're we're dating, sure, you know, I'll wonder if it was really love. But to me, I'd be like, I'm not even gonna waste my time on that question because I have no ties to you. I don't have to pay somebody money to get paperwork for a divorce. For a divorce, I don't have to go to somebody's court to get custody of kids if those, you know, if that's the case. But you know, something like marriage, yeah, it's really not a waste of time to to think of something like that because you're tied to this person, mm-hmm. and it costs money to get out of that situation. Say it again. It costs time to get out of that situation. So. Yeah, you would have to wonder if that's love because that's, you know, fighting for your marriage. But, I mean, if you're fighting for a relationship when you're only dating someone, sure, that can be a consideration. But if at the end of the day you're not tied to this person and they're not treating you how you expect or they're not respecting you, mm-hmm. break up with that nigga. You know what? It was... 2014. Mm, and I honestly, I was ooh, in my late 20s and I had never gone through a real breakup. Like, when I say real breakup, I had never went through the emotions of a breakup until oh, this man. breakup. Mm. And I, like, at first I was like, I was hurt. I'm like, you know what? Nah, and the thing about me once I'm done, I'm done. I'm done. There's no questioning it. There's no doubting it. There's no, you sure this is what you want to do? No, exactly. I'm done. Once I made up my mind that it's, this is this is done, it's this done. Is done. So my question, my thing came into play when months afterwards, like I was depressed after my breakup, mm-hmm. like to the point where, mind you, I had dudes that wanted to talk to me after my breakup and I was not if it wasn't if it wasn't casual I wasn't trying to go down that road again and I wasn't ready to date like I had a dude that was ready to be in a relationship with me and everything and mm-hmm. I'm like no and they're like why I'm like I'm not emotionally ready for you exactly and I think more so I went through that to understand how strong I actually could be Yes. And even now, what I can and cannot yes. avoid or deal with or fathom yes. in the slightest. And for me, I never really questioned if there was really love for that other person. Mm-hmm. Because I know how I felt. Everyone else can feel different. Like, oh, did this person ever really love me? Does it make a difference? Will it make you feel better? Will it help you sleep at night? Exactly. Listen, I it's been over five years I've been single. Over five, I have no problem with giving a dude the boot at this point. And everyone's like, why? I'm like, because I'm not about to invest time into someone that's not being reciprocated. Mm-hmm. It has to, the thirst gotta be neutral, baby. And the best advice I've seen on social media about ending relationships and closure was that sometimes you have to accept that not getting closure will be your closure. Period. And once I read that, I was like, yo, 
it's a wrap. It's a wrap for these niggas. And that's why I was like, and you know, I've been told by people, oh, you get over things pretty quickly. And, you know, they made it sound like it was a bad thing. Yes, in certain things it is a bad thing. But to me, it's like, okay, I'm wasting time being upset with someone or holding on to a situation. Nigga, I give myself three days. Once that three days is up, it's done. Because nine times out of ten, when I make a move, I've long already war-gamed my decision. I've thought about it. I've beat I've myself up in the head. It. Exactly. I've thought about it. I've adjusted it. And I already knew, okay, when it's time to make this move, I'm going to make this move. Bye, nigga. Exactly. And that's why with, you know, certain people that we know, I'm to me, myself personally, I'm in a better position to make those moves because I got all my own shit. There's nothing that a man can fuck up for me if I leave him. So, I cut that out automatically. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, okay, well, if you're not going to do right and you're going to be a, fuck, a, a fucking asshole, I'm out. Like, yeah, I'll try to give you a chance. But the more I grew and the more people I dated... I knew what I did and what I didn't want. I knew what I would and would not tolerate. So, if you did some shit that I knew I wouldn't tolerate or I knew was going to be a problem, done. You cut. Oh, how you just going to drop me like that? You're the done. The same way you dropped me? Exactly. You're done. It's like, I hate that when you talk about stuff like this, it shows the real, like, the heart of a person. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, you really give someone chance after chance after chance after chance after chance to improve how they treat you, mm-hmm. how you interact with them, so on and so forth. But they never get the hint. Exactly. Like, I have, one of my friends is going through a rough situation right now, and it's kind of like, it's hard to pick a side, whether I pick a side with him or pick a side with his lover, because it's like, both of you make sense. Mm. And it's like, I had to tell them, like, you have, you also have to understand, it's a possibility that person is gone. Mm. And you can't get that back. Yeah. It's certain people where they're done, they're done. Like, I know me. Once I reach my boiling point, I don't I'm give done. a fuck it's, it's a what you do. I really am that person. Once I reach my boiling point, I really don't give a fuck what you do. It's done. I'm like, I've had enough. I'm tired of this. We're finished. We're done. It's done. They're done. Finished. Done. So, in that instance, ladies and gentlemen, you have to understand it's not about whether it was love or if it wasn't love. It's about how much you loved yourself. How much you can get over this. Yes. How much you can move on and learn from this. That's a major key. Learn from this. Yeah. And, like, you know, you have to tell yourself at some point, all right, this ain't what I'm, this not what I'm going to deal with. This is what I'll deal with. Or know that when you give someone chances, you have to set your own boundaries. Don't think that just because you give this person a chance that you get to kind of reset yourself when it comes to boundaries. No. No. When you say, all right, I'm going to give him another chance. But if he fuck up, this is it. 
Like you can't keep saying this is it. This, this is, is it. it. This, this is, is it. Because you're, you're continuing to give him chance exactly. a chance. Because niggas will fucking tap on that line. Tap dance on that shit. Tap dance on that motherfucker. Cupid shuffle on that bitch. To electric slide God. on that bitch. And if you keep saying, "All right, I'm gonna give him a chance," you extend that line. And guess what? He gonna do again. Fuck up again. Exactly. And then it's. Okay, well, what at what point am I going to stop tolerating it? I think this should settle into. You could have had a bad bitch. Okay, shout out to Lizzo. I'm a lesbian. I'm a lesbian. Okay. <laughs> um, my actual, I think I want to do both of our um mental health tips for this week. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually comes from an Instagram page that I'm actually learning to love, which is the Hollis um. I believe it's the holistic um, psychologist. Holistic psychologist. The holistic psychologist. The dot holistic dot psychologist. I've seen some that looks <coughs> really familiar. It's a really good Instagram page, especially getting into self help and self care. She so it's a post that she had. I actually reposted on my Instagram a couple days ago. Um, and while we're talking about relationships. Um, she had the post that says truths about romantic relationships. You actually love this post. I did. So there are eight things that she has in here that are very important and I need all of you to pay attention. One, monogamy does not equal a healthy relationship. Hello. I'm going to say it again for the children in the back. Monogamy does not equal a healthy relationship. Number two, another person cannot complete you. Hello. Say it again. Another person cannot complete you. Number three, romantic relationships are unconscious reenactments of what we witnessed in our childhood. Mm. Number four, a healthy relationship cannot feel boring, especially if you have a history of chaos. Can feel boring, especially if you have a history of chaos and instability. Mm. Number five, people don't change for other people. I'm going to repeat that one again. Number five, people do not, don't change for other people. Number six, love is rooted in accountability, honesty, and vulnerability. Mm. Number seven, without doing reparenting work, you'll always have communication problems. And number eight, we pick partners with a trait similar to a parent whose love we wanted the most and did not receive. Oh, oh, oh. And on that note... Oh, my heart. Yes. On that note? Yes. That Superman punched me right in my chest. Number that eight one, was the biggest one. That was, ooh, that was a word. Because I felt that in my spirit. That was a word. That was a whole word. Oh, wait. Can you, can, wait, can you, can you read that one again? Just again. Oh, just, just bring it back. Rewind. Bring number it back. Number eight. We pick partners with traits similar to a parent whose love we wanted the most and did not receive. And it's funny because that's also um, something I've learned in one of my my classes for my master's is that we remain stuck at the age where we receive the least love. And I, oh. Mm. Let that sit in your spirit, though. Let that sizzle in your spirit in my country, Wayne voice. We remain stuck at the age that we receive the least love. And it, it, it made me turn that into myself. And I was like, yo, 
then that means, honest to God, then that means I'm stuck at like the age of 22. And I'm stuck at the age of at least 14. Because the and last time I felt like I didn't receive enough love was 22. And and this isn't talking about, you know, my parents. Of course, my dad died when I was um, when I was very young. And this isn't my mother. But it was more so for, <coughs> to me, looking into myself and taking what I learned from my courses through my undergrad and, my, and part of my master's was that I saw that I seek approval. Yes. I don't think that I seek approval, but I, I seek approval mainly because I was bullied. And that's what the army therapist told me when I had met with her during drill one day. She was like, you know, you seem to seek approval even from people you really don't care to have it from. And she was like, what I mean by that is, she was, she, as she asked me, she said, were you bullied at any point in your life? And I was like, yeah, I was bullied throughout elementary school and all through high school. And she was like, that's why. She said, because with that bullying, you've never felt like you were enough as a person. Mm. The crazy part for me, I think it's because besides approval, I seek acceptance. Yes. And... It bothers me to this day, especially when it comes to, like, family, and mostly it's family, that when you seek acceptance, mm-hmm. and it's like, you just want to be normal. You don't want people to point this one thing out about you, but unfortunately, this is who you are. Yeah. And you can't stop it. Mm-hmm. And of course, I have, of course, the family members that talk shit behind my back. Then you have the ones that support me openly and freely. Mm-hmm. But it just, it comes with the territory, but you just learn, you, like, you kind of learn how to deal with shit. And it's yeah. like, it's a coping thing. Like, you kind of put, like, you inherit it to the point where it's a trait and you don't realize it. Uh-huh. But on that note, that's all we got this week. Yes. So, are we going to talk about the things we got coming up? Oh, my God. It's so In the next few weeks. We are booked and, and busy, busy as a podcast. <laughs> we are we booked. We have come such a long way. We are no, booked. Wait. Hold up. I ain't going to say we because I don't even speak French. You have come a long way. Girl, stop. (laughs) Yo, you have come a long way since the first episode. (laughs) Bitch, now you getting features, bitch. Features out the ass. Oh, my God. We got features. Shout out to uh, Cash. Oh, wait, 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 wait. We have to shout out the people the right fucking way. Okay, here we go. I have to start from the beginning to now. I have to shout out the outline with Kevin Dwayne, which is the podcast that I first featured on with, that got me into podcasting. I am so elated that he decided to come back. He's putting out an episode tonight at midnight. So hey! shout out to Kevin. Um, I definitely have to shout out our friends at Cashmere Thoughts yes, Podcast. Love you guys. Lucky and Winnie, shout out to you guys. Love Can you guys. Wait, I listened, to, I listened to them yesterday and I was like, yo. We gonna have a fucking ball doing a feature with them, yo. I cannot wait. Uh, shout out to the So Shameless Podcast along with Eat, Pray, Thought. I did talk about them because this episode is something a conversation that needs to be had. Um, mm. In this episode where, um, so, oh, excuse me, Savoy from Eat, Pray, Thought, he goes on to talk, especially with mainly Tahoe. And Tahoe has like kind of an issue with gay people. Not like a full blown like I don't want to be around them type mm-hmm. of issue. It's kind of like understand like building the understanding uh, of the okay. lifestyle. So it's okay. kind of like it's an interesting listen. Okay. Um, rewind love. I know you guys 
I owe you a I owe you a feature so bad it's not even funny. Um Let's who else? The John Effect podcast, one of our biggest supporters. Yes. Um over at Gay Side Stories and Ratchet Rambling. Hey. Um, oh my god, it's so many podcasts that I've been networking with and I don't want to forget anybody, so hold on. It's just been a it's been a networking spree over here. Yes. Um yes, yes. yes. Uh, wokeish podcast. Did you hear what they said about the Fourth of July? No. Oh, bitch, you got to go to that post. I, um, okay, I gotta go, on the, I gotta from go a, on the page. Confessions from a red couch. Millennial thoughts podcast. A change of pace. Um, the regularly irregular podcast. <laughs> it's so many that I'm forgetting to mention, and I'm hoping I'm not forgetting the R and B podcast. Mm. Uh, it's so many, and I'm so glad you guys hit Shall We Proceed podcast. It's so many, and I'm so glad that I actually got the chance to network with you guys, and I can't wait to go further. For the next three episodes, you guys, the next three episodes are features. There is not one episode where we don't have a feature. We have the feature for the rest of the month. This is the last regular episode you will get from us for a month. And I'm proud to announce as we leave. The hotels, pie, the hotels edition is coming at the end of the month. See y'all later. Bye. Bye.